Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Baseball. This is episode 18 for Saturday, February 3rd. I'm here today with Alex Rudy, and I'm Alex Uwe. How you doing? I am doing swell, my friend. How are you? I'm all good. Just us Alex's today on a, on a sad Friday afternoon where I am faced with lots and lots of homework after we are done with this. And uh, very little baseball news to talk about, unfortunately. Again, I mention that every single time we record, but I, I feel the need to say it just to justify, you know, what we're doing here. Um, how about you? Anything fun for the weekend or later today? Uh, I am going to watch the Super Bowl on Sunday. You're so. uh, well. Are are you going really- to the game? Or are you going to watch at a location? At my house. That is also good. You know, yeah, it is Super Bowl weekend, so if you have any anything that's not Super Bowl related that you need to get done on Sunday, there will probably not be many people around. Uh, So that's the that's kind of how I see it on uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Is just everybody is you know at some sort of party or viewing and is busy with that so it is like an it's like a ghost town around um yeah so we're going to talk about the oakland a's today they are our team of the week and they are still not very good but we'll talk about them anyway because they have interesting players as do all major league baseball teams and they are in a strange situation which involves their desires for acquiring a new stadium being blocked by Uh, community colleges in their area so you know that's something that most major league teams can't say about themselves so is there anything in particular that sticks out about the a's this year like what are your leading storylines for them heading into 2018 i will say that at this point there is a cohesive plan and like you can see a direction the team which I think is honestly pretty rare, even when they have been good in the past. You don't really actually, it's really hard to like, like there's always so many question marks and like guys that you've never heard of or like, I don't know, like the last dynasty they had, like it was, it was like, you know, like Donaldson coming out of nowhere and Cespit is being like one of the first Cuban guys and no one knew how good a player like that would be and like, et cetera, et cetera, like bringing Scott Casimir back from the dead. <laughs> you know? I remember that. This next team, you know, Chapman, Olsen, Piscotti, Powell, you know, Manea, Cotton, um, some of the, the prospects like Barreto, Puck, uh, Mateo, Caprillion. I mean, that's a team. There is a team. That is a, a team. It's a baseball team. Some sense. And I love that you also have, for some reason, half of the champion, 2014 World Series San Francisco Giant bullpen with Casilla and uh, Petit. Um, you have Chris Davis, who is the best worst player that I've seen in my <laughs> life. You have Matt Joyce for some reason. And, uh, Jed, and Jed Lowry for some reason. And my boy Jed Lowry, who I think has played for the A's since 1945 at this <laughs> point. So uh, it's a fun team. Marcus Simeon's the longest tenured player uh, playing there since 2015, I read. Um, That's pretty crazy. 2015 is the longest tenured player. I'm curious now what other teams have such quick turnover in that regard. Like, even the Marlins. Was JT Realmuto was around before 2015, wasn't he? Or no? I don't... 
I actually don't know now with the Marlins. The Marlins might be close. 15, actually. Martin Prado went over in, probably went over in 15. Yeah. Uh, now I'm curious to see how long Real Muto's been around. Is there anybody else on the Marlins who would have been around longer than him at this point? Uh, Justin Bohr, maybe? Is he older? Justin Bohr, I think, is a good chance. He's like 29. Um, JT Real Muto has been there since 2014. So, you know, they already have the A's beat there. I don't know if any any team has has a quicker turnover in, in that number. So, you know, that's something that they've done. That's something. I don't know. It's a thing. It's a thing. Uh, so, you know, they might, you know, they're not good, but they're not the consensus worst team in the American League. They have to, to rough it out with the, the Tigers and the, you know, the White Sox have a lot of prospects, but really not much beyond that. Uh, there's going to be some some competitively bad teams at the the bottom of the American League, even more so in the National League. Um, but they're not alone, is the point. And they do have players I, that Major League Baseball fans as a whole will be excited to watch. Matt Chapman might be the best defensive third baseman in baseball this year. He might have been last year, and he looks you know poised to to make quite a splash. He is. You know, he's very talented, kind of came out of nowhere. He was a, you know, a rated prospect, but not like a a top 20 overall type of prospect at any point. Same kind of goes for Matt Olson, who had a very impressive rookie year. He finished third in AL Rookie of the Year voting, I want to say, and he hit a lot of home runs. He just hit home runs every day he went to the ballpark, um, which is not a bad idea. You know, he hit 25 ho- or 24 home runs in 189 at bats <laughs> you know we've talked you know back when this was more uh, fresh news we talked about him and reese hoskins and what they've been able to do and repeatability is something that is not expected and so the the high hopes for matt olson will not be for him to hit 80 home runs uh, because with the, along with those 24 homers i think i saw he only hit like two doubles in that same span so, um, things are gonna gonna change this season to, in some ways. But Matt Olson, you know, in the back of your head, you're thinking, can he hit a home run? You know, one in every what was his what was his rate per plate appearance? It's not a stat that is easy to to find immediately. Um, but he, can he do that over the course of a whole season and hit like eighty something home runs? Uh, that would be interesting to find out. Um, so, you know, you talked about the players that, you know, everybody knows on the A's at this point. Are there any players on the A's that we should be looking at that hardly anybody knows about at this point? Uh, like your classic Chad Pinders and Boog Pals and Fegley's. Yes, all, all, all that sort. Are there any of those types of players that could be could be more than that could eventually become Jed Lowry's even that could take a slight next step into becoming uh, I mean, legitimate major league players was only good in Oakland so maybe he's going to be good again possibly because he's there though I, I kind of doubt it mm. I mean it's just it, it's really just a young rebuilding team with some interesting-ish veterans that is not going to be very good for a couple of years or so. Um, okay. I really 
very critical of Bean's rebuild when he really blew up that last team prematurely. And I still don't think they really got anything back for that team. But with that said, they somehow turned those terrible pieces into real pieces. <laughs> now, which I suppose he deserves credit for doing so. Um, but it's a very weird way to rebuild. Um, I think it's really telling that like, like a third of his top prospects are from the Sunny Gray deal. And yet, as a Yankees fan, I don't even miss any of those guys. Like, they probably, like, they were all blocked, except for maybe Caprillion, who, quite frankly, had simply not really pitched enough to be a, dig, a dependable solution to the rotation anytime in the immediate future. Yeah, he's from our uh, hometown. And Sonny Gray solved that problem anyways. He is. He went to a revival high school, so we'll always, always talk about him. But, like, Sonny Gray solved that problem anyways. So, not to get into a Yankees conversation, but I just think... Uh, like their drafting has not been like who's the last great player they really drafted? Like that's a question right there. Um, <laughs> well, Matt Chapman was drafted by the A's, was he not? Like, he was not acquired via trade. I have I have very little knowledge beyond that. I can look up. Um, like that's that's the point. Anyways. Yeah, like, it's not. There's no. There's none that come to mind immediately. It's not like the the Astros who, you know, everybody knows that they got Carlos Correa and Alex Bregman in the first and round, and they I, made something of that pretty quickly. The A's so, haven't done something like that. Until so they can do that, they'll always be um, constricted from really ever reaching, mm-hmm. like, another level for... In the, like, you just can't get lucky like Bean has done twice, I think, as a consistent model. It's just so... Your windows are just so short when you do that uh, to actually be like successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matt Chapman was drafted in 2014 out of Cal State Fullerton. He was the 25th overall pick. It looks like, um, you know, AJ Puck, who you mentioned, it was the sixth overall pick in the 2016 draft. Um, they didn't have a first round pick in 2017, or maybe not one that. ESPN feels the need to, to you know, acknowledge. Um, they drafted Addison Russell. You'll remember him in 2012. He was not around there very long. Uh, Sonny Gray was a 2011 draft pick. So these are the only names, really, that are still relevant at this point in time. So, yeah, it's been a while since they've, since they've gotten anybody really good. So, <laughs> um, you know, talking about the the A's ability to to draft and sign players and turn nothing into something, you know, able to pull a team out of thin air seemingly with what Billy Bean's able to do. I think they've lost that edge <laughs> over other major league teams. The league, yeah, analytics is everything now. Every major league front office has a full team of analysts that can you know, kind of pull together the same or similar data that the A's have been able to to work with for so many years. Moneyball is not, you know, well, it does not belong you... to the A's anymore. They did not, uh, they did not get a patent on that one. So everybody's seems like the Yankees, smarter. The Dodgers who have unlimited salaries and can play Moneyball. I mean, there that's isn't really real, a... that's real Moneyball. That's Moneyball with money. 
and when you yeah. think about it, Moneyball was not a a great name in the first place. It should have been called Lack of Moneyball. That would have not been <laughs> as been as compelling of a movie title or book title, I'm sure, but a more Bar- accurate one. Um, for Barterball. Barterball that could have worked too. Uh, barter is not a not a very aesthetically pleasing word. Um, so. You know, there's lots of decisions that were made surrounding that. And we're talking about um, something that has not been relevant for a while now. <laughs> the the A's really don't have any... You, you said they have... They look like they might have a plan. I don't think they have a plan. I think they're still floundering in, you know, lower tiers and eventually will work their way up to being an average major league team that can pull some magic out of their behinds and become really good if they encounter another Josh Donaldson type in their in their time there. It's it's something that you can't expect from a team at this point though. You can't expect a Paul Goldschmidt or Josh Donaldson or Albert Pujols to just kind of emerge without, you know, really having expected it. <laughs> That's those are the kind of happy accidents that happen. And the A's have kind of run out of happy accidents at this point. You know, the team they assembled is good because they worked hard to assemble it, but they haven't poured in all that many resources to to put it all together. And I don't see them changing anything about that anytime soon, unless there's major changes to, you know, Major League Baseball, CBA policies, things of that nature, which, you know, we can talk about, but not in, in the context of the A's specifically. So let's keep talking about I guess we'll talk about more players and talk about the market that the A's are you know not really active in but they have done a few things this offseason one of which was trade for Steven Piscotty from the Cardinals everybody seemed to like that trade he's back in Oakland where he'll be closer to his mother who you know everybody's heard the story at this point um is you know it, it's just a good story we don't have to rehash that entirely at this point but Stephen Piscotty will be playing right field for the A's and they also made a trade this past week where they acquired Brandon Moss from the Royals who is not the centerpiece of that trade because he will probably not even make the roster by opening day or spring training um, but they did send Jesse Hahn to the Royals as well along with some other random minor league player and the A's also got back a relief pitcher Um, if you are interested in that trade at all you can read a pretty comprehensive article that Jeff Sullivan at Fangraphs wrote and I will not have anything interesting to say about them because that would be um, that would be dishonest if I feigned interest in this trade because it is you know there there is it's a non-news type of trade at this point it's you were talking about before him, and I was just like, please make the suffering stop. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to to read a little segment of that to Rudy just to see if there was any any potential there to talk about further. It didn't it didn't have much more to that. If that's right up your alley, if that's something you like to talk about is age thirty plus left handed relief pitchers with very little major league track record acquired as part of a miniature salary dump then you know have at it
or you know they have a little bit of time if they want to acquire free agents there's lots of them out there still uh, that's that part that we can go through a list of some players and you know kind of contemplate their existence on the A's <laughs> and not this won't necessarily be by their uh by choice at seeing as it's february already some of these free agents out there will likely have to sign with whoever will let them play it was the money ball plan the whole time he was just waiting for this perfect year with the all top free agents left in february and he's gonna spend the cash now they've mm -hmm. been saving this whole time exactly so here's my first question for you is bartolo cologne going to pitch with the a's this year i don't think bartolo cologne's gonna pitch with any team this year but if he did pitch with any team, do you agree that it would be either like the A's or the Marlins? I'm going to go with the Padres. If he, uh... You're going to go with the Padres. Oh, because that's you know, obviously he made history there. He's most comfortable there, I would imagine. Um, they can use him as a pinch hitter, right? Pinch hitter only. Right. Okay. So we've, got, we've established that. Uh, not a likely candidate to play in Oakland. Uh, how about... How about a reunion with Rajay Davis? Uh, I actually don't dislike that. I don't really know why they would do that, but I think theoretically. Well, here's the thing: if Rajay Davis is he still play good, less? he's old. He yeah, he did play. He's he's an older player, but he still has speed. He does not produce offensively really. He hasn't at any point in his career recently. But he's a veteran. He's got speed. And if he plays well in the first half, then somebody might want to take a flyer on him. Uh, who knows? How about Carlos Gomez and or Carlos Gonzalez? Both aging cargo that need a place to play. And I've seen, very little in, I've seen very little interest in them in any, in any news recently. Does any team really just need outfielders? You can assemble a pretty okay the A's, the A's are one of the few that That's... need outfielders. And oh, yeah, the so need is very faint. Like, they don't really have an established center fielder or left fielder. They're just kind of using I their prospect depth. On, car, on, go, on Carlos Gomez for center field and then try to maybe treat him with the deadline if he has a surprise and return to his prime form. I they think that makes sense. Yeah. Or I could also throw John Jay's name into the mix there. I think he is Where still. Play last he Cubs. played with the Cubs, and he played a decent amount. Um so that's another obscure player that I could name. Probably the best baseball player with the name of a signer of the Declaration of Independence, um, most likely. Mm, that, that would be an interesting piece uh, to research. Actually, I might want to look at that. Have there been any, you know, uh, John? Have there been any John Hancock's that? Yeah, hit, I mean, I that hit three fifty in the, the yeah, hit three fifty in like thirty at bats in the eighteen nineties. That would be interesting. Uh, Cameron Mabin, how about that? That's another outfielder who can still... Yeah, he had a great first half until everyone remembered that he sucks. So that kind of... <laughs> a resurgence. Yeah, I like Cameron Mabin. I think somebody should sign him. I think a contender should sign him as a fourth outfielder, but there's just not a big need. He's He can still play. He's a valuable piece. So Theoretically, he could still play. Right, it's it's very theoretical at this point. Um, there's not a lot of other, I mean, there are a lot of other free agents. I'm, I'm trying to find ones that, you know, could fit the A's. 
particular profile at this point in time. How about Colby Rasmus? If he decides to come back to the major leagues, do you think he would be willing to play with the A's? I have no idea what the status of Colby Rasmus is. He stepped away from baseball last year after you know, not performing well, and probably other reasons were involved there. But that's a name I haven't thought about in a while. Rasmus is 100% the most A's player who's ever played for the A's. Well, how about Ben Revere? Ben Revere could also be a very A's that's player. Another example. Uh, Mark Reynolds is also a free agent still, who had a very good year Mark last year. Mark Reynolds is 100%. Well, who, what contender like, needs? Tell me a contender that needs a first baseman that hits for power, but not too much power, and you really don't know what else he has because he was hitting in Coors Field. You know, like he doesn't have a ton to offer. Rockies. You want the Rockies to bring him back? Who's playing first base at the moment? Uh, it does look like they're gonna give uh, Ryan McMahon. A fair crack at first base, so I don't know what that is. Um, yeah, wait, you, 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 do you say you know who that is? No, you don't know who that is. Ryan McMahon, he is a Rockies prospect who came up last year and will probably play some first base. He's good, um, probably as good or could be better than Mark Reynolds. We'll see. Uh, let's look for more, more interesting people. Um, I'm going through this list here. Jason Worth, anybody to the A's? Don't think he'd be willing to do that. Uh, how about Chris Young, the the lefty killer? Uh, no. I think he played the A's before. Did he play with the A's at one point? I don't even remember. Um, Seth Smith is a free agent. Bet you didn't know that. Ooh, Michael Saunders could be a nice A's outfielder if he plays his cards right. And he could kind of reclaim some of that 2016 magic that he had as an all-star. Under did every like mediocre like replacement level outfielder have like a free agent like like were they all for are they all free agents in this moment in time? Yes. Like simultaneously. Yes, they are actually Third. all free agents. Logan Morrison's still a free agent, too. He will sign somewhere better than Oakland, hopefully. Uh, but again, not a lot of need for first baseman right now. How about Jonathan Lucroy? Because nobody seems to want to touch Jonathan Lucroy, even though he had a very solid offensive season last year. Fair, all, like, fair enough, he was in Coors Field, but that should be a nice potential bounce-back player i don't i don't know how else to describe it like jonathan lucroy is not a uh, do not sign kind of player but i mean the fact him. that he can't even get a backup catcher contract seems absurd but yeah i see i've seen other catchers being signed in the meantime so nobody wants lucroy it's it's very no, sad lucroy. Uh, i know for a fact matt holiday will not sign with the a's why is that because he hates the a's he 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 had a stint there. Apparently, did not like it there. And when Wait, he signed, forever. when he signed with, oh well, yeah, I mean, but when he signed with the Yankees last year, he the A's were the only team in his no trade clause. So I think that's an indicator of something. Uh, maybe it's not though. Not Who knows? Of, of uh, barter ball. How about Andre Ethier? What? Are these guys actually all free agents? They are. I know. All of them are free agents. 
I mean, sure, why not? I mean, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't. That, that seems to be the reaction for all these. I'm just naming names that could go there. I didn't realize this many guys were still available. Like, these are I, not even the good. There's so many good ones that are still available, and then these are the the low level ones that might not find a job anywhere. Yeah. In the past five years, and just an entire free agency approach. How about Chris Carter, who is only two years <laughs> removed from return. hitting the most home runs in all of baseball? Chris Carter is, like, would take the best worst player mantle from Chris Davis on the team pretty quickly. <laughs> uh, how about Milky Cabrera, who is another type of did he, he didn't play last year, player. did he? He did. He played with the White Sox and got traded to the Royals. Oh, yeah. And he can still swing it a little bit, but his, he is arguably the worst defensive outfielder in baseball, and the he's mil- old now. That's, that's the point. So, you know, there's... Not not a lot going on there. Um, well, I don't know if he'll sign anywhere, which is sad. I like the milkman. Um, all right, I'm running out of names here that are middling to not good. Sure. Not range. Jose Bautista to the A's. That actually sounds like an A's move. I'd like that. I, I think it'd be entertaining for for everyone. Uh, and I'll throw. I've been naming pretty much all outfielders because if I named all position players, then that would be a complete mess because there are so many. How about Ichiro? If the the A's just woke up and realized that everybody wants Ichiro in the major leagues, and they offer Ichiro a contract and let him play, you know, as a third slash fourth outfielder on a regular basis, then it would be in, it would be insane publicity for oakland which i don't think they should say no to i don't know why they haven't considered it he should definitely be a mariner this year he should be a major league baseball player period so wherever that may be nobody knows um there are a lot of other free agents that i have not even gotten to we could do an entire podcast of me just listing free agents and you being like this guy is a free agent or this guy's still around or oh i remember when this guy was good for that short amount of time. Uh, so we probably won't do more of that right now. We'll go ahead and wrap things up for today, if that's okay with you. Is there anything else about the A's that you really need to to let the world know about right now? I mean, I, I haven't ranted, so I still give a little rant. Um, you know, I think that, first of all, just before I say that, I saw Greg Holland turn down a three-year, $52 million offer from the Rockies that they gave to Wade Davis. So that's pretty stupid. Greg Um, Holland to the A's? Yeah. What? Greg Holland to the A's? Possibly. Um, And, but my point is, um, you know, baseball and the A's kind of go together. I don't know about you, but, like, I just kind of think of the A's as just a classic team and a historic team. They're kind of just a franchise that, to me, tends to, have represented baseball and they're really passionate fans and there's few franchises that I think deserve success more and uh, you know, they've obviously had plenty of past success they have nine World Series titles um, but they haven't won an AL pennant in 28 years um, and I just wish that baseball would really change the way things are run because as you see another team that's just cons- con- like just restricted by bad ownership mm-hmm. 
And I think baseball is the most similar sport to this point to European soccer, where it's basically just people who have money and the people that don't. And I just, this is just yet another example, and that's kind of a theme of this offseason, I feel like, is that, I mean, it's basically the way baseball teams are structured and the way the revenue sharing, I guess, works. Mm-hmm. There's basically no small market teams that uh, really come to mind off the bat that are consistently willing to spend to uh, to keep winning. I guess I would say St. Louis is probably the small, the smallest market. Even they, they aren't really a team that I'd say that just consistently mm-hmm. splashes year after year. In I think regions. they're a pretty established middle market team. And to kind of summarize what you have just said as a whole, I think the word that captures it the best would be neglected. These teams seem neglected by the league, by the fans, by, you know, the rest of, by their peers, by the other players in front offices. Um, And there's not a lot of um, push to address that. There's not a lot of push to restore that balance and kind of make these teams that deserve more attention and more you know support than they're getting and there's been very little um when you look at like the race the Mons, the a's and i'm trying to think if there's another team that really proves this probably maybe the orioles um for different those, reasons i think i thought they're pretty cheap too though i mean they had that they're team cheap that, but they're not a, they're not in like a small baseball market they are though because of the nationals Mm, I guess, but it's not it's not to the same extent. I think, I don't know how. I mean, Tampa Bay's and, and Miami are not small markets either. Those are big cities. I mean, it's not just the city. Uh, Oakland should be right. Oakland should move to San Jose. I guess is the point of this. If that's the solution, yes. you need to bite the bullet and do at this point. But it, the Bay is still. I think the Bay should support two teams, no problem, with the three major cities there. And I don't think in baseball there really even is a much of a correlation between market when you really break it down and spending. I think it makes some difference. Mm-hmm. Pirates are added there too, but um, as another team that just never spends. Yeah. We also see like the two Ohio teams, Cincinnati and uh, Cleveland. I feel like they spent on their teams when they were really good and they tried their hardest. Um, and the Cleveland now and then Cincinnati when they were good like five years ago to extend their players, sign players, keep it yeah. going. Seattle, you know, Washington recently, you know, Seattle recently lost a sports franchise. That team, in their ownership, oh, they spend free agency consistently. They fucking Robinson Cano, one of the biggest contracts in history. Mm-hmm. The Twins spent consistently when they weren't even good. Um, the Royals, uh, maybe somewhere in the middle there. I don't It's yeah. kind of arguable. I'd say they're arguable, but they're probably on I, the cheap side. You know, I, I think you've you've swayed me a little bit. You've made me much less sympathetic towards these teams than I was coming into this. Um, and I agree with a lot of that is, you know, these teams have money. And it's not as much money, but they have money. So, you know, you can take that for what it's worth. There has to be major changes that we can't address all at once in the podcast in one episode, but we have been addressing it continually as we as we go through this off season and it will continue to be an issue that we'll touch on so yeah that was a good rant i like that that's a good way to you know end everything off you just shake it out let it all out of your system so yeah that is going to do it for our podcast thank you everybody for joining us we'd love to hear what you have to say about the a's or any other teams if you have questions for us 
uh, we'd love for you to you know get in touch with us connect with us on twitter or facebook at beat the shift bp uh, in both those places and you can also email us beat the shift baseball at gmail.com you should also check out our website which has all our podcasts as well as articles to go along with our team of the week series Uh, we're not totally caught up with all the the podcasts that we've done uh, in terms of articles but there will be new articles going out uh, continuously about other things as well you know other free agent market stuff fantasy baseball stuff so be on the lookout for that link is down below all right that is all i have for today so thank you everybody for joining us as always rudy peace